Welcome to my Secret Place Devotion with Oyeks Alfred. The Word of God is alive and equipped to change your life. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me today for our Bible study at my Secret Place Devotion. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says that the Lord will keep us in perfect peace if we trust him and if all our thoughts are fixed on him. So Father, we come before you to say thank you for today. Lord, I ask that as we put our trust in you and keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord, that you, O God, will keep us in perfect peace in spite of the storms of life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, wise men select their wars. They don't fight in every battle because they understand that there are battles you just cannot win. It is impossible for you to fight those battles. And wise men recognize the battles they cannot win, so they don't bother fighting it. You know, when you fight those type of battles, you can't win. What will happen is that you might actually win the battle in the physical, but a spiritual force will come after you. As a matter of fact, it is actually better for a physical force to come after you because at least you know what is coming after you and you can defend yourself. But when a spiritual force comes after you in battle, where do you start defending yourself from? You can't even see it coming. You can't even protect yourself and all of that. That is why there are battles that you choose. You don't want the battle that you battle and winning the physical and then you activate a spiritual force coming after you. There are actually seven men you cannot fight and win. If you fight and win in the physical, something in the spiritual will come after you and it will totally destroy you. So this week, I'm going to take a look at these seven men you can't fight. But today, I'm going to take a look at the first one. And then as the days go by, as we continue our study on the habits of wise men, we're going to look at all the other men you can't fight. So the first person you can never fight and win is a covenant man a man who has a thriving relationship with the lord a man who is in covenant with the lord and maintains that covenant relationship with the lord there are people that are in covenant with the lord but they don't maintain that covenant with the lord they keep breaking the rules of the covenant all the things that god said don't do they go ahead and do those things they go ahead and disobey god but if you see a man of covenant a man who has a working relationship with god a man who is living a life of obedience to the terms of the covenant someone who is asking so what are the terms of the covenant the terms of the covenant are the things written in the bible the codes of god the commands of god if you indeed are a man of covenant it means that you are paying attention to obeying the word of God. Yes, you make mistakes, but that's not where you're living. You make a mistake, genuine mistake, you get up and you continue the journey as opposed to somebody who is not even, you know, bothered about what are the commands of God. And so he's not careful to obey them. If you read Deuteronomy chapter six, God was talking to his children and he said, be careful to obey the commands the Lord has given you this day. So you see people who are careful to know what God has said and they are careful to obey. But then you see other Christians who are careless. They don't even care what God has said, not to talk of obeying it. So a covenant man is one that is careful to obey the commands of the Lord. That does not mean he will not make mistakes. But what it means is that when he makes a genuine mistake, he's feels terrible. He repents and he continues. The other man doesn't care whether he makes mistakes or not. He just continues living his life. He just basically is a lord unto himself. So you can't fight 
a covenant man, you will lose that battle. Many times you lose it in the physical and you lose it in the spiritual. But sometimes you may win in the physical. For instance, you just decide, you know what, this covenant man, I'm going to harass you. I'm going to make sure that you don't rise in this office. Because you are the MD, you go ahead, even when the person hasn't done anything wrong, just because you can't, you sack the person. It's your company, he will go. But something else will come after you. Let's look at a few scriptures. In Acts chapter 7 verse 6 to 7, it says, God also told him that his descendants will live in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. So this is God talking to Abraham, telling him that your children will be oppressed in a land for 400 years. And then he continues in verse 7 by saying, but I will punish the nation that enslaves them. God said, in the end, they will come out and worship me in this place. So though the children of Israel Israel, that's the children of Abraham, will be oppressed. God said, I will punish the nation that oppresses them. So when you try to oppress somebody for no reason, just like the Egyptians were oppressing the Israelites for absolutely no reason, the Israelites worked for the Egyptians, but the Egyptians were oppressing them. There's a difference between, you know, allowing someone to work for you and when you deliberately oppress a person for no reason. There are a lot of people who are oppressing people for no reason. You're mean to your staff for no reason at all. You do terrible and wicked things to them for no reason and you know what if one of those people if one of them is a covenant man you have to be careful how you deal with covenant men let's take a look at exodus 14 verse 13 it says but moses told the people don't be afraid just stand still and watch the lord rescue you today the egyptians you see today will never be seen again for the lord himself will fight for you just stay calm so when you are mean and you are wicked and you harass covenant men who have done nothing to you. The Bible says the person that will come after you is God Almighty. God by himself will fight the battle of that covenant man. So you want to be careful about dealing with men who have a good thriving relationship with God, who have not offended you. Or even when they offend you, they plead, they beg for mercy genuinely and you are still holding it against them. The Bible says God will fight for them. So if we look again at Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1 to 4, I'll read it quickly. Say so when you go out to fight your enemies, this is God talking to Israel. When you go out to fight your enemies and you face horses and chariots and an army greater than your own, do not be afraid. The Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt is with you. You want to be careful about fighting a man who God is with. So God is talking to Israel and talking to his children and saying that, you know what, you are going to come against people who are in the physical stronger than you. In the physical they are mightier than you. In the physical they have an advantage you don't have but God said, don't be afraid. He continues in verse 2 by saying, when you prepare for battle the priest must come forward to speak to the troops and this is what he will say to them listen to me all you men of israel do not be afraid as you go out to fight your enemies today do not lose heart or panic or tremble before them why is god saying don't panic before them he said for the lord your god is going with you he will fight for you against your enemies and he will give you victory when god by himself fights a battle you're not going to win that battle why will god fight a man God will fight a man because that man is his covenant child and is obeying the tenets of the covenant. And when you come after a man of covenant, God will come after you. The Bible says, I will contend with those that contend with you. Let's do some work again in the communion table. One person you must be 
careful about fighting is anybody you take communion with don't bother don't fight that person you are in big trouble if you do that it can kill you it can destroy you the bible tells us in first corinthians 11 verse 27 it says so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the lord this is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup for if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of christ you are eating and drinking god's judgment upon yourself that is why many of you are weak and sick and some have died can you imagine going to the communion table and the bible says as you take communion you're actually bringing judgment on yourself why are you bringing judgment on yourself because you take communion with a person and then you gossip about the person you quarrel with the person you fight the person you oppress the person the bible says you don't honor the body of christ what's the body of christ he's not talking about the wafer and the wine you drink he's talking about your brother and your sister that's what it means to honor the body of christ the body of christ you know are the believers so you cannot fight a person you take communion with that's one of the things that destroyed judas he finished taking communion with jesus and went ahead to betray him and you know there were there were curses laid against judas and his descendants forever and ever you don't take communion with somebody and go ahead and fight the person oppressed gossip back by do whatever what will happen the bible says you are drinking judgment on yourself so wise men know they can never win a battle against covenant men and so they do not get involved in those sort of battles because they want to preserve their lives their destiny and that of their children god bless you for other life-changing messages you can now download the app rev or Yeek speaks from play store for android phone users or apple store for ios users you can also follow us on instagram youtube and telegram all on the handle or alfred can't do your thing.